0: Today is Tuesday, August 8th, 2017. As I am getting older, I think I am turning into the old man who yells at kids and says, get off my lawn. I, of course, I'm retired now and I taught with children for 30 years, but I'm really tired of children now. Um, I say this because over the weekend... My husband and I went to an adult party. It was a wine tasting party, and there were two children there. For the most part, the children were kept away from the adults. They were uh, watching uh, videos and TV in the living room, while the rest of us were in the kitchen and dining room and um, rec room. I mean, um, like the, uh, I guess a rec room, whatever. Anyway, we were all, you know, tasting wine and chatting about the wine and. Um, catching up with each other and talking and stuff and about halfway through the party these two kids and I say kids because um, one's five and one's three started they started running around the party and like tearing of course this was like four hours into the party so they probably were getting bored but they were running around the party and like screaming and chasing each other and knocking things over and it was just, it, it was becoming obnoxious. And I, you know, as an adult and I'm done with kids now, I I, I get, I'm very sensitive to um, misbehaving children. And at one point um, the host or the hostess, I should say, was holding her wine glass. And this uh, three-year-old came running through and his head hit the top or the uh, stem of her wine glass and knocked it out of her hand and it smashed all over the floor. And of course the kid didn't have any shoes on. So she Quickly, the father, you know, picks up the kid and says, you know, you, you broke a glass and let's get you out of here so you don't step on the glass. And, uh, you know, of course, concerned and all that. But um, he, the kid didn't get in trouble for it. He just, the, the father just took him out of the way. I don't know. It was, it was driving me crazy. And then the, the hostess didn't have shoes on either. So we were sweeping up the glass while she was, um, you know, standing to the side or whatever and getting out of the way. And then this was this happened on their deck, so the um, boards are really close together. So there's these bits of glass stuck between the boards, and I think this is, she's going to cut her foot later if she keeps walking out here with no shoes on. I mean, we did the best we could to get all the glass up, but but you know, back to the whole children thing. It, it, it made me think of other times, like when I'm, when you're in a restaurant and kids aren't behaving. Whatever happened to? Um, kids who sit down during dinner, it seems like kids these days, you know, and I'm, I'm sounding like an old man, probably because I don't know why, because, but because I'm old, but you know, when, when we were little, when we were younger, I'm sure old people said the same things about us when we were running around and stuff. Although I remember not running around in a restaurant, Well, first of all, my parents did not take us to very many restaurants because there were seven of us. And, you know, it's very difficult and expensive to take seven kids out to dinner when five of them are under the age of five. So um, we didn't go out to the restaurants very often. But when we did, I mean, my mother just had to turn and give us a look. And we knew not to get up out of our seat, not to scream and yell, and not to carry on. And I'm sure there are other people who think, oh, well, you know, well, of course, parents today, I hate parents today. They're they're just, they're horrible. They think that it's okay for their kids to run around and think, oh, look how creative they're being. No, they're being brats. They need to sit down. Because think about when you were younger, and well, I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm speaking to the right um, age audience right now, but when I was growing up, you stayed at the table when we were eating dinner. You sat there, whether you were finished or not, you didn't get up from the table until everyone was done. That was just the way it was. And maybe it was different in other people's homes of the same, you know, the same time period, but I think that children today are not required to or made to um, understand the importance of sitting together at a table for dinner, or for any meal for that matter, because even my nieces and nephews, when they've been you know, when they were younger, their parents, my brothers and sisters, let them leave the table or not even sit down in the first place they would just like stand at the table I'm thinking of one nephew in particular who um, his mother would just let him wander around the kitchen or wander around the dining room and never sit down to have a meal and it drove me crazy it's like Jesus you're I shouldn't say Jesus I'm like you are horrible parents and the, th- the thing is that most of my brothers and sisters agree that this one sister I have is not a very good parent Um, she's raising her kid to be a spoiled brat, which a lot of parents these days are. Um, You know, I have that experience from just being a teacher last year, but for the most part, parents these days in the 2010s or whatever you want to call this decade, think that their kids do no wrong, that they're so precious and cute and look how sweet they're being and all this crap. And it's like, no, your kids are misbehaving, period. And I just want to shake them and say, you're being a horrible parent. If you actually instilled some discipline into your child and required things, you know, um, expect, had, had higher expectations of them when you were eating dinner or out at a restaurant or even when in a grocery store and stuff, like that, if you, you know, forced the discipline on them, they're going to like you. They're going to love you better when you're older. Because I know that I appreciate my parents so much now as a, as an older adult. The way they raised us we were, my parents were very strict we weren't allowed to do a whole lot of craziness and we never um well i don't, shouldn't say we never went anywhere but we when we went places we knew to behave but today's kids just don't and today's parents are just horrible um and it just made me think of that because of that party on, on saturday saturday night it was just these kids are horrible and the parents, when they were running around screaming, the parents weren't even saying anything. They were just like standing right next to us talking about the wine and they were completely oblivious to their kids running around screaming. And my husband and I were just looking at each other like, geez, behave. make these kids behave. Make your kids behave. It makes me sick. It makes me sick. It makes me upset. Anyway, enough of that. But I'm just wondering, has, do other people notice these things about kids? I mean, granted, because I have my experience with kids, but... Many of you don't have a whole lot of experience with kids. Do you notice that, that parents these days are not disciplining their kids or have high expectations for these kids and think that they're just like God's gift to the earth? And that that is a whole other topic I can get into with the parents and kids. And I will. Parents these days, because this, this also camp at the party. It seems like all parents think their kids are gifted, think their kids are so smart that that has got to be, well, I say that that has come about since the 1990s. That's when parents started getting rotten. And I, and, you know, I was, I had been teaching since 1987, so I have this experience. But it seems like all these parents today think that their kids are so smart. Like at this party, the um, parent of the five year old was already talking about getting their kid into the gifted program. So I'm, you know, I'm asking simple questions like, um, well, um, is she in school yet? Well, no, she's not even in kindergarten yet. And I'm like, you're, you're worried now, at a five-year-old, and she'll be starting kindergarten uh, in a couple of weeks, I guess. You're worried about this kid now being in a gifted program when you have absolutely no indication that your child is gifted. There's been no testing. There's been no experience with the teacher. Uh, she went to daycare. Uh, I don't even know if it was preschool, but it was daycare. Well, the mother's like, well, she can already read, and I wanted to say, honey, if you only knew, all kids at this stage know how to read at some level, and just because yours can does not make her gifted. And then, not not this not this parent, but previous parents that I've dealt with were like, well, my my kid can do the uh, multiplication tables, and I'm like, well, that's just rote memory. That's like, that's not. He probably can't, or he, she, or he or she cannot actually break it down and tell you what multiplication means. They've just memorized what four times six equals. They don't really actually understand the concept. So parents are delusional when they think that their kids are gifted. Plus, if truly, I mean, the statistics are supposed to be two percent of the population has a high enough intelligence to be considered gifted. If every parent thought their kid was gifted, then the percentage is going to be like 100%. So it's impossible. There are not that many smart kids in the world. I'm sorry. And yours is not one of them. And I, of course, parents get all upset when you insinuate that their child isn't that gifted. But just look at the statistics. It's impossible. Not every kid is smart. Sorry. And there's nothing wrong with being just average. That's the other thing that has gone wrong since the 90s. Parents think that it's wrong or bad to just be average, to just, you know, go to an average state college or whatever and and get an average job. It's like, there's nothing wrong with that. When did that, you know, when did that become such a, a bad thing? Because I'm thinking to myself, when I was in high school, I was a very average kid. I think I was, um, out of a class of five hundred students, I was one hundred and thirty-seven. That's not bad. It's not. That's not the top, but it's not bad. And I went to an average college and um, got. I actually did get above average grades, but only because I worked so hard. You know. But then I guess I got an average job and worked an average career. Nothing wrong with that. I have a great pension because of it. But um, I don't know when when this went wrong. When parents think it, you know began to think that it was bad to have an average kid. So anyway, I just that, that kind of stuff just drives me crazy when I think about it. I mean, parents, they're horrible today. Tell me if you agree. Come on, you have to agree with me. Anyway, moving on to other things. Um, Trump, I have to talk about Trump just a little bit. So President Trump, our dear President Trump, has um, decided to go on a seventeen day vacation. He say he says it's a working vacation, but we all know that he's just playing golf. And speaking of that, with this 17-day vacation, he has now played more golf in his six months in office, or seven months in office, than Obama did his entire eight years as president. Because Trump has been out almost every single weekend to one of his properties playing golf. And now this on this 17-day thing. Anyway, back to why I'm talking about him specifically. So... Today he said um, about North Korea, and literally it was just a couple minutes ago that I'm seeing this on the Washington Post. He says, North Korea will be met with fire and fury if threats continue. Now, I don't know if that was a tweet or if that was a statement. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look search here for Trump and see what his latest tweet is. Because I follow him, and that's probably, I mean, I don't follow him for a good thing. I follow him for a bad thing. Uh, Where did he say this? Oh, no, he didn't. That's not in a tweet. I don't see it in a tweet. He's tweeting about uh, at least the most recent one. After 200 days, rarely has an administration achieved what we have achieved. Not even close. Don't believe the fake news suppression polls. Oh, God, Trump. Well, of course, I replied and said he's Achieved nothing of significance, if anything, he's been ruining the country in those two hundred days and alienating, you know, fellow Americans. Um, right above that tweet, he Donald Trump retweeted um, something from Fox News about the number of jobs that he has added during his presidency—a million seventy-four thousand jobs. Um, that's not a big deal when you think about how many jobs that Obama. Um, brought in during his presidency, and there's only, you you can't actually, even with Obama, you really can't um, attribute job growth to a president. It has to do with what's going on in the economy and uh, and so forth. And speaking of the economy, when um, Trump was um, talking yesterday or tweeting yesterday about the um, stock market and how much it's risen in the time that he's been president, that's another thing that's that can't necessarily be attributed to him as being president. Same thing with Obama. The success in the stock market cannot be contributed directly to the president. But thinking about the stock market, it is with it this high 22,000 something, that means we are in we're in ter- it's it's time for a correction and the market's probably going to be going down soon. I mean, I hope it doesn't, but any long bull market like that, is it a bull market or a bear market? I don't know, but in any case, when the stock market grows that much, that fast, then there's always and we're always in, turn, in in time for a correction. So don't be surprised if your four hundred one k's go start going down soon. Anyway, I was, I was talking about Trump and how much he drives me freaking crazy. The other thing that I was going to say about Trump was that yesterday it was reported. I read it in a Vogue article. On Vogue.com, so clearly it's not fake news. Vogue is a real magazine and a real um, reporting entity. Anyway, it was an article about, um, over the weekend, Trump retweeted a tweet from a, an African-American Republican, supposedly. Well, they did a little research and found out that this African-American um, Republican woman who uh, tweeted is actually a robot. It's actually a bot. She is not a. Some person stole her name and attributed it to this account, and you know starts retweeting all these articles and stuff that are in favor of President Trump. I think her handle is like Pro Trump Forty Five. I think that's what it is. But anyway, um, vogue did this article and found out that this person was a bot. And then they decided to look a little bit further into all of the people who follow him. He's got like thirty-five million followers. Well, it turns out that about 15% or, I forget the number, I I don't have the article in front of me, but it was like 15% of his followers are bots. And that's like, I don't know, probably like 15 million people, I don't know, I don't really know what the number is. But that means a lot of people that are following him, I shouldn't say people, a lot of followers he has on Twitter are not even real people. And if anybody else like, uh, like me has learned, Twitter is now not the um, top platform for social media. It's Instagram, of course, because you don't get as much um, response on Twitter. I mean, granted, obviously, President Trump does, but um, most people don't get that much response on Twitter. And I keep getting those emails from Twitter saying, um, you know, like, advertise on Twitter. I'm like, what am I going to advertise? Why do you you keep sending me? on? This is not a business. It's just for fun. Anyway, enough about that. Um, other things. So, um, last week, my husband started doing spring cleaning. Uh, we can't do spring clean during the spring because during our spring break, we usually travel because of, um, being a teacher in the school year. So we don't really have a week off to clean. So anyway, we so wait, wait until the summertime to do the spring cleaning. So last week, my husband started cleaning in the dining room and the kitchen. He, um, not the kitchen, I'm sorry, the dining room and the living room. He completely, you know, takes everything out and, um, Washes all the windows and the blinds and dusts everything and then uh, mops the floor, vacuums the carpets, all this. And he, you know, does a major cleaning of these different rooms. Well, today I decided to help him because I hate, I hate cleaning and I've been getting worse as I'm getting older. But anyway, today I decided to help him clean our bedroom. And that's like the last major room that needs to be cleaned. So we're, we cleaned the blinds and the we have these um, like two inch wooden blinds. And they get dusty during the year, and especially if they're by a window that's open because we get the pollen and stuff. Those blinds were a pain in the butt to clean, but we did it. And then, you know, we took all the knickknacks out, and I hate the knickknacks, but as my husband calls them, pretty things. He thinks all the pretty things need to be um, – that we need to have a lot of pretty things in the house. I don't really care for them. They're like, they're just knickknacks for me, or um, what do you call them, tchotchkes or whatever. I don't like them. Anyway, we took all those out, dusted them, uh, cleaned the furniture, vacuumed the carpets, uh, flipped the mattress, changed the mattress pad, the sheets, the you know all this stuff. So tonight actually gets to be clean sheet night, and it's interesting that we're having clean sheet night because I heard on Big Fatty um, today that he had clean sheet night over the weekend. I think it was the weekend. And it made me think, oh, well, because I was listening to him as I was doing my walk, because I'm doing these exercises now. And um, he said on his episode that um, he had clean sheet night. And I was thinking to myself, well, we're having clean sheet night too. And you have to admit, there's nothing like having clean sheet night. When those sheets are nice and crisp and clean, they smell so good. And they're all nice and tucked in tight under the, you know, in the mattress so that when you first put your feet in there, you have to like... Uh, give yourself a little space because it's so the the sheets are so tight around the bed i just love clean sheet night i mean you have to admit that everybody, everybody has to love clean sheet night anyway <laughs> so we're pretty much done with the um spring cleaning I, I have to clean this office but i'll do that myself when he goes back to work so and that's that's pretty much what we're up to and that's all i really have to uh talk about today so that's all for today